Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Meanwhile, uh, Flannery is in Florida with a friend. Uh, Patrick is in Costa Rica on a school trip. And the robot lady is in Italy on a school trip. So right now at home, it's me and Henny. Henry, I said, what do you want to do last night? And he's like, I want to go to a restaurant I've never been to before. I said, okay, what restaurant? The Olive Garden. Nice. nice. Let's go. A lot of breadsticks. Are you both, Tim? Are you both wearing pants at the current moment? We're in. Yeah, both wearing pants so far. A plus parenting. Very impressive. Still, I disagree. You got to lead by example, Timmy. No pants. Come on, the ladies aren't home. Let's let's pan it up. Fifty years of music with fifty-year-old white guys. Good, Timmy. Ready to do this. Ben Martin in Knoxville, Tennessee. Jeff Simons, how are you? Feeling like 68%, got a head cold, but totally ready to do this. Okay. I I don't think I explained to you guys that from January 15th to March 1st, I went in a month and a half dry-uary. Oh, you did it. Nice job. So yeah, so the last three or four times we've done this, I've been sober. Yes. Tonight, not so much. A group of students uh, bid on a dinner with myself and my colleague, Glenn Reynolds. And so Uh we took them out, had two bottles of wine amongst (laughs) us, had a couple of drinks. So I'm definitely ready to roll tonight. All right. I love it. And you, you, sir, have a bit of pressure on you as we move into your current home state of Tennessee. Right? Don't you feel pressure? I feel no pressure whatsoever. No, I'm at home. I don't feel pressure at home. Let me tell you, with the New England trilogy, I felt a lot of pressure. I had to represent. That's because uh, New England sucks. Tennessee's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am. Uh, Tim, Tim wanders into the first jab inspired by 2001. I am, I am overwhelmed by uh, Nashville choices. I and mean, what the heck? Everybody just goes to Nashville? That's not fair. How do I How do I choose? There are too I many. It's, it's a rich load. It's a rich load. It's an amazing town. Amazing town. Um. Jeff Simons, uh, you're at 68%. We're going to try to get you up to 85%. Um, tell us the latest news on the EP, because I know you've you've done the final mixes. Yeah, What's yeah. next? But the really exciting, I guess the most exciting next thing is uh, Friday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. 
my first new music on electric cast comes out it's an original single it's Let's called 48 go. lines about 12 men and it's dedicated to craig finn of the hold steady so hopefully he'll hear it and who else and, is it um, dedicated to Oh, it's dedicated to Tim and Ben. Thank you. Right. Yeah. The opening line is my hometown. Inspired by real life events. Thank yeah. you. No, I'm really excited about it. It turned out great. And uh, the label's been terrific. And um, 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 we'll see what happens. We'll see if anybody can listen to it. And then, yeah, this summer, the thing, the next thing after that will be the first in the series of 50 Years of Music podcast EPs, ba- cover versions of songs that we've talked about. So... That's so going to be really super so fun. fun. I cannot wait for March 17th. Um, all of the 50 years of music social media sites will all be turned to promotion. That is really beyond generous, my brother. Thank you. <laughs> Being what they are. Um, yeah, we could do that. Um, maybe we could write some promo material with like a one of those chat G, GT things. Those things work. <laughs> Way ahead of you. Way really well. A musician um, is a person who sings songs for money. Is the first. <laughs> you know. well, welcome to Fifty Years of Music with Fifty Year Old White Guys. Uh, we are here on the Electricast Podcast Network. Super excited to bring you Nashville, Tennessee. Our musical road trip has moved into Tennessee. We're in the southeast for the first time, and Nashville is indeed music city. You know what we're going to be playing, Jeff Simons, as we land in Nashville or as Ben drives over? I have no idea. What do you got for me? The old 97s, Nashville. Oh, it's a good one. It's a such a hard time. Let's go. Let's go indeed. I'm Mary Caroline. Back in May of 99, it was fucked up at the time, but I figured we'd keep trying. Her brother and her dad, they were spitting mad when I packed up what I had and took off running. It was bad, it was mean, I didn't care, and it's gotten me nowhere, so I've tried to be a better man. I turned sunshine into night I got my ass kicked every fight No, I couldn't get it right I built castles out of sand I didn't understand Why everything I planned Ran like whiskey off my hands And my hands were never clean Things I wish I'd never seen I'd do anything to wake up From this motherfucking dream Food I got to blow Drinking this fucking show Kicking butt. I, do you guys like the old 97s? I'm not familiar with them. Thumbs up from Jeff. You're not familiar with them? They're such a Timmy band. You'd love I, them. Really? Oh, my bad. Okay. Oh, my God. How many times have you seen the old 97s, uh, Ben? Five. They're fantastic. Oh. Right. I, and I, I, like, I like the solo albums. I I, I love them. And, and Rhett Miller. Was, yeah. I was going to note, like, um, such a great middle-aged old 97 song that song it's one of my <laughs> yeah. favorites i absolutely love that he's got so many songs about regretting all of the many errors that he's made <laughs> and it, there's it's like the same beat uh just slowed down and it's acoustic instead of electric like uh just fantastic and the, and yeah, you'll I, like the, i mean the, the great barrier reef all the earlier stuff oh, oh, oh i've seen them three times and uh they're one of those bands that i've seen accidentally twice like 
six o'clock at night, someone's like, hey, I've got a ticket to the old 97s. You, you want it? I'm like, yep. Like I, I've seen them twice where I didn't plan on it, but it, boy, are they consistently terrific as oh, a live band. Just bring it. They just like play in every song. Like that's it. This is the last song they ever get to play in front of people. And dude, an Jeff, album. wasn't your Timmy? You must have heard this. Wasn't your second wedding song the uh, the, the the one no. I remember? That I got a question. What? What? My wedding song? I got a uh, question for you, Jeff. Wasn't the I've got a question for you tonight? No, no, it was um, it was you and I by Wilco. No, no, no but the, am I dreaming this that you had that the, we had an argument about the old '97 song? The um, no, see? you're dreaming it. I do All love right. that song though. It's great. I couldn't, you couldn't use it for your wedding song after they used it in Scrubs. Fair. That was, okay. I think, it, you know. Um, that sounds great. That record, Satellite Rides, that's a great record. Yeah. And All Valentine's right. on that one too, right? Yep. And Crash okay. on the Barrelhead? Yep. Buick City Complex. Yeah. Just All right. Timmy, Tim- Timmy, tomorrow. I can't tomorrow believe morning. you're not clued into this band. You're, you're, you just found your new favorite band. I am so like, excited because like 30 of their songs. It's going to be exciting. On, uh, I'm on spring break. So it's uh, Get Tim in Shape Week. I've, uh, I've got two days out of two down so far so old 97s will be uh playing tomorrow getting me to the finish line um all right the population of nashville tennessee i am putting the over under at five hundred fifty thousand. jeff simons are you going over or under city limits under just city area over so under them city limits under okay ben barton Agree. I think the city is that whole county, so I'm going to say over. And also, it's a boom town, boom town, as I'll discuss. Booming! It's six hundred and ninety-two thousand in Nashville proper. It gets bigger as you go. Founded in seventeen seventy-nine for Francis Nash, general from the Revolutionary War. The good war. Nashville will be involved in another war uh, later. <laughs> um, but moving right along, um, shall we go right to the torture basement, Jeff Simons? I suppose we should. We're I, headed I, right I there, you, huh? I'm going to tell you in advance, if Sean Mullins's Rockabye is not in this mix, I'm going to be so pissed at you. It's not, so. Ah, how can you leave out? It's kind of like Nashville with a tan. <laughs> like, that is my favorite Nashville That's a record. terrible miss by me, I tell you. All right. That's okay. Oh, wait, right. Wait, wait, we've got 14 songs that oh. mention Nashville. You've got to get 10. And in honor of Ricky Valero, who, nice. who, who first brought us in. Who launched to, us, really. To a podcast network. Uh, I'm coming off the top rope with the first one, a wrestling term, because there's no way you're getting this first song. <laughs> okay. And then Ricky's having, I don't know if you guys are still friends with him on Twitter. He's, he's booming. Quite a he's week. booming. Yeah, it's great. I'm he no longer misses us because he's moved on, which is good news for all of us. I think. Go, yeah, Ricky. Yeah. All right, here we go, Ben. You ready? Yep. Case in her hand. She's a long way from the West Nashville Grand Ballroom. Yeah. Ugh. Be a star tomorrow, but today 
I got names of artists, but no song titles. So oh, you don't need screwed. song titles. Remember, you in the okay. torture in the torture basement. You ne merely need the artist name. Um, I am so excited because you looked confused on one, and uh, and I'm really I thought confused. You, we get a second. We get a second get pass. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you need a second pass, Ben? Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Aren't there two Counting Crows songs? Am I dreaming? Yes, there are, I think. Okay, I think I'm we super book happy. It, we bookend with the Crows. I can't believe I missed Nashville with a tan. I'm really upset with myself. Darn it. That's okay. Uh, we still uh, have you. Okay, all right. number one, I have absolutely no idea at all. That's the worst song in the history of the world. Uh, Nashville Cats. Uh, Loving Spoonful with number oh. one. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Lord. It's tough out here. It's tough. And this ain't the Nashville I know. I have no idea either. I had Waylon Jennings. Uh, let's guess Waylon Jennings. I love it. It is Kid Rock. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> I'm actually going to make you listen to part of that song in just a second. No, you're no, not. We're done with that. Thanks <laughs> for that. All right. Number three is Indigo Girls. This is my hobby, Timmy. I don't have to listen to that for work. You know what I mean? <laughs> three is Indigo Girls. Yeah. Uh, so yep. I was going to get that one. All right. Do number four. Counting Crows. Excellent. No idea. I believe that is Maestro Jimmy Buffett. Am I right about that? <laughs> it is Jimmy. Oh, I had Jimmy Frank. Buffett later. That's the five is the Jimmy Buffett one. Okay, great. That was yeah. Jimmy Buffett. It is let's miserable. Guess, uh, let's guess Waylon Jennings for number six, too. That'll work. It Waylon is indeed Jen Waylon Jennings. Come on, Jeff. Let's go, hey, Nashville boy. Bum. And then you'll uh, have okay, the next and then one. Number seven. You got that one? Uh, country Denver. country girl in Paris. That is John Denver. Please turn off your mic. <laughs> All right. What about what's next? That's Carl Perkins. Gosh, darn it. And then Ben, you got the next one at the very No, I thought it was Jimmy Buffett, so I'm gonna wait on Jeff. Oh, it's uh, Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. It's correct. I'm in trouble. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You have who's next? Eight is Sunvolt. Sunvolt. And then Miley Cyrus. Uh, wait, there's one before my my. What's Cyrus. the weird rock band song? I have no idea, Tim. That is Ben Folds singing no Nick way. Hornby lyrics. Yeah, 
Apparently, Ben Folds did a an album with Nick Hornby, where he. Oh yeah, I like that record. Yeah, I just didn't. I don't remember that song at all. Uh, Miley Cyrus, I gave you just a, a the smallest sliver. Yeah, not uh, a Nashville party. I know that went backwards and forwards. All right. And then next is Gillian Gillian Welch. Oh, you killed me. Gillian all right. Welch. And then Jason Isbell, and then 11. I believe the Counting Crows again. Bring it home with the Counting Crows. Ah, uh, you both escaped the torture basement this week. Mostly due to Jeff again. Well done, Jeffrey well K. Done. Simons. Well, yeah, we got twelve. Yeah, you really Good. knocked it out of the park. With your net, you, you put the lotion in the basket, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I have a couple questions that music people, I, I hope, can answer. What is the Nashville sound? I got so that's a transitory that. thing, right? Transitory. Jeff has changed over time. Um, okay, so the, say more. The, the movie Nashville is a great picture of the 70s version of the Nashville sound. Heavy, 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 um, lap steel guitar, very slow beat, cheesy, not very likable in my okay. opinion. Okay. Um, is, the is there an artist or a song who embodies that for you? Is that like Charlie Pride or something? We're like 70s Loretta Lynn, basically. Okay. Sounds exactly like that. Oh, that's um, a perfect choice. But basically, yeah. it's a collection of songwriters and musicians who are excellent. And by the time you get to the last 20 years, you get the, you know, Jack White moving there and you get yeah. Ben Foles moving there. And it's just a place where musicians come and you get and, and Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift. Like you just get a whole blend of different people. Um, you get acts who come to Nashville just to play with these these unbelievable players and hang out with the songwriters and do it all. I mean, Belinda Carlisle. I said I went and saw her at the Ryman. She did a week long at the Ryman. She lived in Nashville for three months while she recorded it and hung wow. out with the high women. Um, and so it's just a magnet for music. Um, yep. and it's not L.A. or New York. It's a smaller town than those places. Still has cool coffee and good restaurants and stuff. And so um, the sound is just really branched out, I think. Yep. And it's yeah. one of those places where you go into a random place on a Tuesday night and see like one of the best <laughs> guitar players you've ever seen. And then he packs up and runs across the street to play with somebody else. Like it's a seven nights a week music town where the music is top shelf. Well, I was just talking to my uh, friend, Ellen True. Uh, you may remember her as a bridesmaid uh, at, at our wedding, Jeff. And she she grew up in Nashville and, and she talks about like, you just walk down the street and there's a busker who's like, one of the greatest musicians you know you've ever seen or or you've got the uh the waiter at your restaurant or the bartender and and and, and the whole town it's like a town of musicians which is such a different experience from someone say growing up in annapolis or someone growing up well Indeed. i guess brooklyn probably has a bunch of musicians in brooklyn. yeah but they have a bunch uh, of other stuff too i mean nashville's music city like they're not kidding about it yeah um yeah so she 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 loved it and Quite the fan of the Grand Old Opry. Could either of you explain the Grand Old Opry for me? Something as a Northerner I heard about, uh, but I think avoided at all costs. It's just, it's a showcase stage. It was like uh, a place where if you got to the top of the pyramid in country music, you would get to do a, a showcase performance there at a built-in audience. I believe it was uh, the Louisiana Hayride, which was a nationally syndicated radio show in the early days of radio, was broadcast from the Grand Old Opry. And so if it was like Car the Carnegie Hall of country music. Like if you got to the Grand Old Opry, you were you were taking off. 
And it just so like there were these they were go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I just had an incredibly high standard for for performance. And basically all over the country, they had these variety shows where, you know, on a Saturday night or a Friday night or whatever in Knoxville, Tennessee, the, the, the grocer Kaz Walker had a radio <laughs> show where people would come on and play their play their songs and stuff. And so the Grand Ole Opry <laughs> was one of those. And then it got to be syndicated. And so it was one of the first sort of national radio shows where it was a huge deal. Like you, your your song could chart on the country charts if you played it on uh on that radio show that's amazing so um you both have been to nashville correct yeah a bunch of times okay um have have both of you been to the ryman auditorium i have yeah pretty i have not sadly oh it's really cool it's super old and there's a lot of obstructed view seats okay um and it's basically like an old church but that being said yeah it's fantastic acoustics are great um, it's uncomfortable to sit, so a lot of people stand. It's a great place to see a show. Right. Uh, so uh, what about the Grand Old Opry House? Have you been there, Ben? No, I have not been there. No. Jeff Simons, did you guys play? Did Rich Price play Nashville? No, we never did. No? I wish we had. That would have, have been great. Because we, really here... we, were, we were booked into a... Uh... We were booked into a tour, and then we got we got yanked from it before we got to play Nashville. Oh, because of Ashley Simpson. Someday we're gonna have to talk about Ashley Simpson's music career and how it how it submarined you. Eh. Okay, or not? Um, they made the right choice. They made a lot more money off of Ashley Simpson than they were making off Rich Price. You know? I can't I can't name an Ashley Simpson song. Uh, there's also other venues famous uh, in Nashville, the Station Inn. The Bluebird Cafe, Robert's Western World. Anyone been to those? I've not. All right, but my goal, because my daughter, Martha, has come across two Taylor Swift tickets. Uh, she can't go. She was going to go to see Taylor Swift in Nashville. Wow. And she can't go. And so she's wanting to know if uh, if the family wants them. Should I buy two Taylor Swift tickets for Nashville? Hell yeah. I'll I'll pay yeah. you for him. I'll go. I haven't told you the price. What's I'll the, what? pay you for him. 300 bucks a piece. Wow. What do you think? Uh, done and done. You're in. First of all, the resale market is like two grand on those. So, but I will actually go. I promise. I'm not going to resell them. So in Taylor Swift in Nashville is something to see. For sure. She actually probably won't have as many guest stars as you think. Cause it's going to be such a choreographed set. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's not. It's not a Springsteen show where she can just haul people on and do random, random songs. She's gonna have four out, outfit changes. And I mean, I've seen um, her a couple of times. She's great, great. Can I tell you who's opening? <laughs> Help us uh, out. Phoebe Bridgers is opening. Ooh, even tastier. Who I have not <laughs> seen. So now I'm, I'm double in. All right. Can you buy them and, and come with me? <laughs> I might. Yeah. My, uh, my youngest daughter will kill me, but that's okay. Uh, we'll have a great old time. So, uh. Top five things to do in Nashville. See if you agree. This is from uh, our sponsor, TripAdvisor.com. They don't know they're our sponsor. I was going to say, good uh, pull. <laughs> yeah, number one is the Grand Old Opry. You guys going to go? Totally going to go. I, I, think I think it's like visiting the Rockettes at Radio City at this if point. They turned it into a weird fun. mall, though, so that's a yeah. little down on that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryman Auditorium is number two. We're good there. Come on, Mary. I'm, I'm that. The Old Smoky Distillery and Yeehaw Brewery is the third no, biggest attraction. No, thank you. That's horrible. They don't have. There's a, a life-size replica of the Parthenon, which is fantastic. They don't have yeah. that in there. Uh, no, uh, the Bellmead Historic Site and Winery 
is fourth, and the Country Music Hall of Fame is fifth. Oh, these suck. Those are bad. <laughs> nice. Those you're out. You're out on those. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, what about the RCA Studio B? I haven't been to that, but I'd be willing to see that. I'd, I'd be, be willing, willing to see, to see that. that as yeah, well. that sounds really cool. All right. Uh, well, Andrew let's... Jackson House, the Hermitage, is not in Nashville, but it's 15 minutes away, and it's it's. Um, I mean, Andrew Texas got some problems. Yes. <laughs> In case you're quite, wondering, he's got some problems. He's got some problems. That being said, the Hermitage is pretty cool. I tell you what, teaching Andrew Jackson this year is so much fun because there's so many stories, and just I had all the students go out in the hall and we recreated one of his duels. So great. My God, oh, did dude, I miss him? So I was on the, the board of the Bijou Theater here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh-huh. And I was one of the oldest buildings in Knoxville. And it's been at different times, the courthouse and the main inn and the bar. And when Andrew Jackson was the president, it was the main thing in the middle of town. And it was the bar and the inn. Uh-huh. And they said that um, Andrew Jackson would ride into town from D.C. any time <laughs> of day or night. And he would stop in at the bar because it was the first big <laughs> spot in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> Kick open the doors, shoot his muskets <laughs> off, and say, "Boys, your president's home." Boy, I hope that's a true story. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's how I'm coming home tomorrow from work. <laughs> that's right. I I have a new story for next year. Uh, all right. Well, let's go to the favorite son or daughter segment of our podcast, and we're going to go with the favorite daughter of Nashville, Tennessee. Pennsylvania can't claim her. Nashville can. Uh, Taylor Swift moves to Nashville at the age of 14, the guitar in hand to become a star, and she did it. So we have to play the most popular artist and their most popular song. Jeff Simons, you've mentioned before that Taylor Swift has a, a good kind of pop instinct. Would you please play Shake It Off for us? Yes, I will. That's not her most popular song That's on Spotify. That's number one. No way. Wait, what What do you have? Blank, blank Space is over a billion. Oh. Still. Shake it off at a paltry 964 million. All right. Blank Space it is. Not a oh, pop song. song that's amazing that song is a banger and how dare you not call that a pop song timmy i was gonna say no such that, a pop song that was my ironic voice oh, 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 oh. 
What else would it be? Fantastic about it is it still sounds great. That just sounds so good. How spare and empty it is. Uh So you get the boom, boom. Awesome. When it came out, it sounded like nothing on the radio. It still sounds like nothing on the radio. And it's a gigantic hit that can't be imitated. Like, this is like, that's really like, that's like Prince Kiss level of pop. I was going to say it's when Doves Cry level. Yeah. Um, Ben Barton, how are you not picking Taylor Swift? Oh, I got a whole other thing going on, man. Okay, okay, because I, golly, you, all right, um, all right. Well, I just want to um put you guys on the spot. In my research, I didn't, I didn't realize how many artists go to Nashville to record albums, uh, and and I mean established artists, not just young up and comers hoping to make it. So, so the fact that, uh. Neil Har- Neil Young's uh, Harvest was recorded in Nashville. Uh, REM's Document was recorded in Nashville. And uh, Bob Dylan's John Wesley Harding was recorded in Nashville. Kind of blew me away. So what was Megan Slankard's California and other stories. Let's recorded. go, Megan. Awesome. Yeah. And is it Nashville Skyline Rag? Is that one from there too? Yes, but I wanted to pick those three to oh, see which album of those three is your favorite like if you're gonna like listen to one of those three tomorrow on your way to work which one well give us the three so it's harvest document and john wesley harding on the spot i have a very controversial take which is harvest is my favorite of those is that harvest is good i would probably listen to uh document though I've What's listened the best to Harvest song on document. Like I can't remember which on which album. Finest work song. Welcome to the occupation. Oh, that's yeah. great. It starts house. with an earthquake. Birds. That's on document. Yes, that's oh, also right. on it. And yeah. it's one happy I love. Fireplace, Lightning Hopkins, Odd Fellows. It's a good record. Wait, why so Harvest? Uh, record. Why Harvest? Ben Barton. Um, I believe I've described my relationship with Neil Young in the past. That's one of those albums where I bought it and I was like, this is so fantastic. I'll buy the next three Neil Young albums. And then afterwards I was like, oh, I really regret this. But yeah, no, Harvest is one of my all-time favorites. And the great India Kincannon, who's surely listening right now, is a gargantuan Harvest fan. Oh, is good. that right? Oh, is it, yeah. It, is her she favorite loves Harvest Amanda Moon, too, the, the Rio. <laughs> no, she loves the, like, the, the slow country stuff. She's super into it. It's awesome. so pretty that record. Man. I like Harvest too. There's a couple songs in there that I have not aged super well, but I like the big rave up at the end words and the the the, hit, the pop songs are undeniable. Yeah. John Wesley Harding's my least favorite of the three because it's so monochromatic and it's so stripped down. Like some of the songs are great, but it's it, it's it's a borderline demo, you know, like what, there's why is Dylan um because he also records Blonde on Blonde in Nashville. Why? That's three albums that he records in Nashville. What's he doing down this away? Well, he went to Nashville to play with the Session Cats in 66 for Blonde on Blonde. But Harding's the first thing he does after the motorcycle wreck and after holding up with the band. And it's so underwhelming if you've heard the basement tapes. You know, he didn't use any of those amazing songs he wrote with them. And I mean, it's got all along the Watchtower, which is great, and uh, Wicked Messenger and... I pity the poor immigrant. There's a bunch of great songs on it, but it, you know, especially coming off the hot streak that ends with Blonde on Blonde, it's definitely like a, huh, that's just... Well, it also, it hurts your feelings when Watchtower is the best song on the record, and it's like the 18th best version of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Amen to that. 
Uh, all right, gentlemen, uh, we have made it to the uh, the the individualized portion of our podcast. Woo! What is your favorite album, singer, song, venue, movement? When you think about Nashville, well, I should probably go first because Ben's going to have a much deeper, richer answer. <laughs> I think. Okay. Um, so I looked at the list of all the Nashville artists and all the Nashville bands and all the songs about Nashville and albums recorded in Nashville. And I kept coming back <laughs> to a guy who I didn't know had Nashville roots. I, uh, I uh, attribute this guy to being a Georgia artist. And so I'm going to talk about him not as a member of the band, which he gave his name to and for which he's most famous, but um, he's equally impressive as a session musician. And so I'm going to take a couple minutes to, uh, to uh, recommend that our listeners go back and check out the guitar playing of Dwayne Allman. Dwayne Allman was born in, in uh, Nashville and then sent to military school in Lebanon, Tennessee at 14 years old with his brother. And when they sure, ran that away... Was fun. That must have been a really good time for him. I mean, right? And when they ran away from that, they couldn't come back home. And I guess that's <laughs> when they find their way out to Georgia. But... Oh you know, my God. brother's bands are steeped in Macon, Georgia and creating their thing. But one of the things people don't maybe know about Dwayne Allman is he's a guest until his tragic, untimely death in 1971 on a whole lot of incredible recordings by some very famous people. He plays uh, for Aretha. He is the second guitar on the Derek and the Dominoes record, which was supposed to be an Eric Clapton sound, uh, project and becomes an Eric and Dwayne project. Um, he did tons of session work. There's actually a seven CD box set of all of Dwayne Allman's session work that just came out. Wow. I don't recommend that. That's a lot. But there is one. I want to um, play one song for you. This is, uh, I think, just a classic kind of lost great track. I don't hear people talk about this this often. In 1969, Allman sits in on the session's for a guy from a soul singer from San Francisco making his first record named Boz Skaggs. And this first Boz Skaggs record uh, is really spotty for me. Like, I'm not a huge Boz Skaggs guy, but it closes with this epic track called Loan Me a Dime. And Dwayne is the response guitar on the entire track. And it's just one of my favorite, just extemporaneous guitar parts where he's obviously just in complete improv the entire track um by the end of the song the band goes to double time there's a horn section skags is smashing away at the piano and Dwayne steals the show regardless just one brilliant pass through the chords after another Dwayne Allman is still the slide guitarist against which every electric slide player is measured which is incredible 52 years later there really isn't a slide guitar player that has replaced the pantheon of Dwayne Allman's playing. Um, but I actually equally love when Dwayne isn't playing slide, um, which he isn't on this track. He's, he's just, a, he bends notes like a singer. He's one of those few guys who who plays the guitar like somebody singing. And uh, and I think he outshines Skaggs on, on, on Boz's own track. But I, I love Dwayne Allman's playing. I love the Allman brothers, especially up through 71, just a lot. I can't believe how often I go back to those the handful of recordings that Allman made before we died. Um, and I just love the way he plays the guitar here. So I'm going to just give a, um, 
that's my pick. Here's uh, the end, the last minute of Loan Me a Dime uh, with. That's great stuff. Sounds like the Blues Breakers. Like that just right. Sounds he's like the only white guitar player I've ever heard who sounds a little like BB King. You know, he's got that same trill and bend, but then he's got all this like emerging like psychedelic hard rock in the tone, and and uh, I just feel like he's switching. He's such a hybrid of like old fashioned blues and modern psychedelic rock playing, and uh, he's such an old soul. You know, like he he doesn't play like a twenty. He's twenty four years old. When he wow. dies, he's 22 on that track, you know, and he's just playing with that's like insane. He's 22. Yeah, so much. I guess being in military school at 14 will teach you a thing or two about <laughs> suffering. But yeah, one of my all-time, all-time favorites. And it's just a tragedy that uh, that he he didn't. I, he's like for me, he's like Hendrix. It's like one of those guys who was really inventing what guitar could be as a rock instrument and he passes away and leaves behind he leaves behind some sounds and some ideas that other people picked up but i just i would have loved to have heard what he what he was doing by the time he was like say 30 yeah you know? right yeah good stuff all right so Dwayne and greg allman both grow up in nashville pretty good start ben barton what do you have so one of the great joys of having lived all over the country and lived a bunch of different places is you get to know whole different regions. And Nashville has been amazing that way. Like um, it's the capital of the state. And I've we've lived in Knoxville since 2001. And India goes there all the time for work. And I go there regularly with work. The Tennessee Bar Association Convention is obviously frequently held in Nashville. They're located there. I've spoken at the TBA, I don't know, a lot of times. Um, and then I've seen Springsteen there. We've gone there on vacation. We've just been there regularly. It's been crazy to see the town change. So from 2001 to maybe 2008, 9, 10, it was really kind of a sleepy town. Like the metro area is smaller than Memphis. It's the capital and it's Music City, but that's basically what it has going on. It's been like Shanghai between 2010 and now. Like it's must have gone up but another 75 percent in population um it's a total boom town uh friend of the pods and listeners scott and lisa who own a furniture store in knoxville opened a furniture store in nashville and just raked money in <laughs> just raked it in having fancy furniture store in nashville has been great and their stories are unbelievable like you know steve tyler came in to buy furniture from them every like uh tales just been in there every famous person has been through there to buy furniture from them um 
So it's weird to have seen it turn into this like crazy boom town. And in fact, India will sometimes hear on the campaign trail, don't Nashville, Knoxville. Like it's an actual thing that we're looking not to become because it's boomed so much. Um, but on the other hand, it is kind of likable. Like the the food scene there is super cool. The coffee scene there is super cool. The music scene there is off the hook. Um, it's funny, Knoxville, Tennessee is the capital of Appalachia. And it's where the Scotch-Irish decided to settle. <laughs> Just picture this. Like they get off the boat in Virginia. They stop in Knoxville and they're like, this rocky soil, <laughs> this horrible, unworkable soil is perfect. And I had no idea Scotch Irish are like, hey, I'm so should, excited. Should we ride on to the plateau where there's like unbelievably good farmland or maybe nah. even all the way to the Delta where it's like the best farmland on earth is just a five day ride from us. No, we'll be staying. Three <laughs> <laughs> uh, grand divisions in your Tennessee. And so Nashville's on the plateau. Love it. Huge soft spot in my heart. For the song, I decided not to choose an artist from Nashville because that's just too populated. I decided to choose songs about Nashville. So here are some ones that I kicked around. Um, Nashville Skyline Rag, although there's no words. Um, Down on Music Row by Dolly Parton is a great one about arriving in Nashville and trying to make it as a singer. And actually a kiss and cousin to that, more modern, Circles Around This Town by Maren Morris, which is about arriving in Nashville looking for an apartment and trying to get a job as a singer-songwriter. Um, drive-by truckers Carl Perkins Cadillac which Ooh. tells the Sun Record story and Nashville's the place where you want to go if you want to know what so is so <laughs> it's a great line about yep. Nashville but I settled on Steve Earle's South Nashville Blues yeah oh, nice such Steve a great Earl one grows up in he's born in Virginia grows up outside San Antonio and he's in Nashville trying to make it as a guitarist as early as 18 or 19 Plays with Guy Clark and is just kicking it around Nashville, writing songs, playing out. He finally gets signed. I'm pretty sure Guitar Town is about Nashville. Um, And he descends into drug addiction at the same time as his country music career is taking off. So Guitar Town is a big hit. Copperhead Road's a big hit. And then his (laughs) drug addiction is completely getting out of hand. He actually serves maybe a couple of months in jail. He's sentenced to a year and serves a couple of months. Spends a lot more than that in rehab. And he has this four-year period where he completely drops out of sight. And he comes back with Train to Come In. And these are songs that he basically wrote during this period in rehab and in jail. And it's kind of a raw, just a hodgepodge collection. His first real record back is I Feel All Right. And it's a strong, strong, strong I've Recovered From Drugs record. And South Nashville Blues has got that. And But it was all, all, not only that he kind of got off drugs and matured, he took the time to learn a lot how to play guitar. And so this is an express, a specific attempt to write a 1928 style song with the finger picking and the open tuning on the guitar and the uh, uh. I'm going to ask Jeff to start at a minute 20. It's a two minute and 20 second song. The entire song is fantastic. But um, you get the Lewis Street, and I go way down to the bottoms, and then I come back up again. How the devil lives on Lewis Street, I swear. Yeah, the devil lives on Lewis Street, I swear. 
I seen him rocking in his rocking chair. I started way up the top of Lewis Street. And I walked down to them. I started way up top and I walked down to them. I'm going way down in the bottom. So I come back up again. Now, Mama told me, Papa too. They both talked till they turned blue. When I got them old South Nashville blues again. Won't be satisfied until they light me up again. Woo! I absolutely love that one. The first verse ends with, I got $100 and a pistol, everything I want and need to get me killed. Like he's just <laughs> telling this story of a rough night out in South Nashville. Yeah. Um, and it's just fantastic. I absolutely love this one. I didn't know you could play guitar like that like that's such a oh he's good man yeah, yeah. holy smokes picking and a grinning yep <laughs> yeah steve rolls ben and i disagree on when when uh steve roll hits his high point i i think it's transcendental blues a couple of years later ben thinks this is the high point but it's pretty good it's quibbling yeah. right i mean there's just right there's five years of terrific music like all up and down and all around those records and uh good for him one of the great great comeback stories you oh know? for sure for sure and dude this this record is dripping with him being grateful to be alive you know what I mean? yeah, yeah right it's called yeah. i feel all right and that song's about it too but this one oh love it so so nashville's growth is for india um a more of a cautionary tale than yeah, a totally. model dude, to like, choose. The, like the traffic there is like just completely off the hook it's a little bit like uh like Atlanta or LA where it's like, yeah. you know, 20 out of 24 hours, there's a tra traffic jam getting through downtown Nashville. Which wow. Is well, I was well, talking about, yeah, they don't have the infrastructure to handle a doubling in size. Oh, you know? Jeff, thanks for asking. If India were here, she would say, you don't widen roads. That just makes the traffic worse. You have to create public transit and other things. But yeah, the infrastructure is not to fix the roads. They need to do something to have smart growth. Because it's just like, and the sprawl is brutal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like, like old old uh, farmland, like all the way down to um, Swanee, which is, or where Bonnaroo is. Like right, Bonnaroo right. Is wow. in Manchester, Tennessee. And that's now a, a bedroom community. Yeah, oh they, gosh, ha they had a, they had a big uh, vote about public transit and it lost two to one i mean it was it got killed yeah sure well i mean yeah. those big well, government comedy but on the plus side <laughs> on the plus side i hear drag shows are uh dude i didn't do that like i'm just like i know I, stupid state stupid uh, fucking state well it's just so ridiculous like how do you end up in the news for that like it's one of those things where it's like i you know whatever but also like you don't want to dominate the news cycle because of right. heady legislation like that, you know? Uh, good news department. Nashville's like the um, destination for bachelorette parties nowadays. So if you, right? if, oh, if any totally of our, true. if hard. any of our listeners are, are getting married and are female, uh, this is where you go apparently for a bachelorette party. All right, Tammy, what's your story? All right, let's go then to uh, my <laughs> pick. I've been um I've been a Patsy Klein fan my whole life. Kind of got a, a thing for Hank Williams as well. So I've been debating between a Patsy song and a Hank Williams song. But then 
One of my favorite all-time songs uh, was recorded in Nashville, and I just discovered that this afternoon when I was looking at all these uh, famous albums that were recorded in Nashville. And and John Hyatt, I don't know if you guys like John Hyatt, uh, but he has a song called Slow Turning, which is a lovely little song to leave this podcast with. Let's go. All right, here we go. Ben, do you like the uh, the line toward the end of the song? Now I'm in my car. Ooh, I got the radio down. Now I'm yelling at the kids in the back because they're banging like Charlie Watts. <laughs> I love it. So that song great. Is great. Uh, John I Hyatt. I like tempo John Hyatt. Very happy. Is he? Yeah, uh... it's, my, it's my fourth favorite song on that record, but that's because it's a good record. It's his fourth I prefer favorite Drive song. South, Trudy and Dave, uh, George DeRay, maybe Tennessee Plates. Would it surprise you or dismay you if uh, a Tim Plain in his 20s sometimes uh, confused John Hyatt and Steve Earle? And maybe I neither surprise me nor upset me. Maybe I thought they were the same person at some point. (laughs) I think it would upset them, but no, I don't have any problem with it. You're good. Okay, good, good, good. (laughs) And on this podcast, Tim has learned. I thought you were going to say John Hyatt and John John Prine. Oh, I thought that was the obvious one. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, I had that. Okay, good. Uh, All right, gentlemen. uh, The week ahead. How are your lives? Good? Good week coming up for you? I I mean, we'll see. My my youngest daughter coming in for spring break on uh, Saturday morning in the Red Eye. So we'll be hanging out. It'll be really good. We got Tennessee in the SEC Championship Tournament for basketball. Let's go. Minus our best player, which is worrisome okay. for the year. Oh, um, but yeah, bump it along. I, I've got a bunch of a big pile of uh, midterms to grade. So that's the less fun part of it. That's the less fun part. Jeff Simons. I got the I got the oldest child coming home for spring break. on Let's Saturday. go. Woo. So that's uh, pretty exciting. And then uh, I will also be cheering on Tennessee in the SEC. Turn- and, and your UC- UNC Asheville. They're in the Bulldogs. I, I'm excited. Bulldogs, uh, did they win their conference? Seven. They did. So, that's so, fantastic. So they're what moving conference on. Are they in? Yes. They're um, in the Big South, right? Yeah, that's correct. Big South. Thank you. <laughs> so my um my oldest Jeff Simons before she comes home for spring break on Monday, she's flying out your way. Uh, her North Carolina frisbee team has a big tournament out at Stanford. 
Um, and cool. so you, your number one ranked uh, UNC Pleiades are coming out to throw the frisbee and and take take home some trophies. Why are they the Pleiades? The Pleiades are the seven sisters. I know that. Why aren't they the Tar Heels? Well, they are the Tar Heels, but their club is also called the Pleiades uh, I got because it. okay. it's a club, not a, uh, a necessarily. I, I love that department. your daughter found a club and figured out a way to win a national championship with said club. <laughs> I don't. She, I won't just play frisbee. I will dominate. Frisbee. She's no. She's no dummy. Meanwhile, uh, Flannery is in Florida with a friend. Uh, Patrick is in Costa Rica on a school trip, and the robot lady is in Italy on a school trip. So right now, at home, it's me and Henny. Henry, I said, what do you want to do last night? And he's like, I want to go to a restaurant I've never been to before. I said, okay, what restaurant? The Olive Garden. Nice. nice. Let's go. breadsticks. A lot of breadsticks. Are you both, Tim, are you both wearing pants at the current moment? We're in, yeah. Both wearing pants so far. A plus parenting. Very impressive. Still I disagree. You've got to lead by example, Timmy. No pants. Come on, the ladies aren't home. Let's let's pan it up. Um, and also I haven't told you guys this or our listeners. Uh, there's a new puppy there on the pillow. Aw. And his name is Jerome. Nice. That's great. Do you have nice. another dog named Jesse? So you could say Jesse. Now, Jerome. <laughs> I was going to say, Jerome, when the solo's through. <laughs> better. Excellent. All right. And on that note, gentlemen, uh, we'll see you later. Yeah. yeah can't wait well to done, find out brother. where we're going next. Yeah. I can't wait either. Bye. <laughs> Bye, friends. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.